Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Talking brewers right now, and no one better to do that with than the former brewer, pre- and pub analyst for Valley Sports Wisconsin and host of Brewers Unfiltered, Tim Dillard. Joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline, courtesy of Robert Hack Diamonds. Tim, good to hear you, man, and thanks for the time, as always. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, I bet there's somebody better to talk about the Brewers, but I'll, I get that you have to settle for me. It's no. okay. Never, Tim. <laughs> no, we want to bet. We t- want you. Don't tell yourself that. I, actually, I, I thoroughly <laughs> believe in what I just said. But anyways, we got to start with uh, yesterday's matchup against the Los Angeles Dodgers in game one of this, this four-game series. I think the thing I, I got to start off with, Tim, is this problem against left-handed pitchers. Obviously, you saw the Dodgers ace Julio Urias on the mound last night, and mm-hmm. frankly, the Brewers were able. To, I mean, they got him out of the ball game fairly quickly in the five innings. But I don't know this this problem against left-handed pitchers is, is a real thing for them right now. It is, and it hasn't snuck up on everybody. You know, it's been like this pretty much all year long. They're seventeen and nineteen now. I think against um, left-handed starters and, you know, they struggled last year and they made some moves to think they were going to do better this year, but a lot of guys have reverse splits and the wins they do have, they actually get the left-handed starter out early, not doing much damage and then getting into the bullpen and and scoring runs off them. So I don't know. I I think right now what you're seeing when it comes to the Brewers offense, if I'm just going to, you know, lump that in with problems against left-handed starters is that there's a thin line between trusting the process and changing an approach. I think right now they're going, okay, do we trust the process and and this whole thing is going to work out? Or do we start changing going, okay, we got to have a different approach to try to do whatever we can to push runs across. And I think that came to a culmination last night. What is the process? I'm just trying to figure that out. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. There's proven. I mean, like they're they're still right at the top. You know, two what two games back in the division. Yeah, um, this is the it. approach that they had last year. They've had yeah. it for several years now. To and they've made playoffs. So it's like, okay, you know, do we do we change it or do we stick with what we know? Um, and I think that there's a gray area right in the middle um, where they can they can try not to pull spe- specifically lefties. They're trying to pull yeah. everything, at least the right-handed right. hitters. And pitchers know that. I'm a pitcher, and I'm going, please, show me that you're trying to pull the ball, and I'll get you out because I, right. I, you're just giving away your approach. And so in that way is what I'm saying is you kind of ditch the process for the moment and look at the situation and go, this guy's going to pitch me away. He thinks I'm not going to go away. And when guys have done that, they've had success, but it's just few and far between. Uh, yeah, Tim Leroy Butler. Uh, Freddie Peralta, uh, I think he was up to 92 pitches at one point. It just seemed like, seemed like he was losing control of his fastball. He got a little high at times. But for the most part, I didn't think he pitched all that bad. Um, so 
Because I think most people see the Dodgers, they won 80 games. I mean, they're stacked. But they had their opportunities and just could not take advantage of it. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'll say this about Freddie, though. I mean, this this wasn't a surprise. This guy grinds out at bats. He doesn't want to give the other team an inch. Um, and I get that, especially a team like this. If you're going to face the Dodgers, it's like, okay, is there any breaks in the lineup? Well, no. It's all, it's all filled with all-stars and MVPs. I mean, my goodness, good luck. And there's no more DH or there's no more pitcher hitting. You got the DH, so there you go. Like, there's no lulls in this lineup. So he goes out there with the mentality of, I'm not going to give in and just throw a get-me-over in the wrong count and let a guy get a hit. I think that's one of the walks. He gets four walks. But, um, you know, for the most part, shutting out this team, are, are, uh, you know, one run in four innings, that's not too shabby. So I think a good thing was the fact that he did throw 92 pitches. And now mm-hmm. you know where his pitch count's going to be, and he passed that threshold. I oh, hope he's good feeling one. good today. And moving forward, that's a great sign. Yeah, I want to get into this. I'm going to ask, I got one, one more <laughs> question, but I got one uh, just uh, observation you can help me with, with when it comes to pitching. <laughs> well, uh, first of all, when the Dodgers come into a hitter's ballpark like this, it, it, it seemed like to me, uh, Tim, is it a certain way you should pitch them? Um, maybe more change-ups, more curveballs, or you just go through your game plan and it is what it is because Freeman has a sweet swing, of course, and all these guys, they're, they're coming into this ballpark saying, we're going to hit a lot of home runs. So if you're the Brewers, you got to do the same thing. Yeah, facing a lineup like this, obviously you go with your strengths. If your strength's a fastball, then you know you don't want to get beat on your third or fourth best pitch, right? If you don't throw a very good changeup, you don't want to get beat on that pitch. I think we saw that from Eric Lauer. He admitted that when he was pitching against the Cardinals. He's like, why am I throwing this pitch? That's the worst pitch I've ever thrown. You know, so you can't make mistakes right. to certain teams like this, and that puts a lot of pressure on the pitcher. That's why it's been pretty impressive to see what the starting rotation has done uh, one cycle through, I mean, they're doing fantastic quality starts galore. Um, I, I think you don't do anything different when you face the lineup. You just get informed. Okay. What's the guy's tendencies where mm-hmm. it's cold zones mm-hmm. and just look at, you know, certain numbers. What's, when do they swing? Do they swing first pitch? If you're facing a guy that swings first pitch 50% of the time, then you better be careful first pitch. You know, if a guy doesn't swing till three pitches in, then you got to know that. So I think it's just knowing your opponent. I don't think it changes just because it's the Dodgers, but I think they are aware that, you know, there is no lulls in this lineup. Yeah, uh, real quick before Gary asks this question, the young man, what's his name, Sammy? Brent Suter. No, the other one. Strzelecki. Yeah, him. (laughs) The guy with about 17 letters. Now, Tim, he does a very quick, get into his motion. Is that normal for pitchers? Because as soon as he gets the ball, he's ready to throw again. Or do most pitchers kind of take their time, get their signal from the catcher, and then deliver? Because I thought he was going really fast. I actually, it was kind of refreshing to see. Yeah, I think there's a new wave coming. In the minor leagues, they have the, the pitch clock. It's going to speed this whole new generation that's coming to the big leagues of guys that are saying, hey, you don't have time. Go get on the rubber and pitch. Um, and guys are learning how to get good at that. You know, Because if you try to tell – you know, Kenley Jensen right now, hey, we need you to pick up the tempo. He's going to be like, what? No, uh, <laughs> I'm one of the best in the game. Why would I do that now? So you have to kind of get all these guys to do that. And Strzelecki in particular, um, he's got great stuff. And yeah. part of his stuff is just surprising the hitter. So he comes out throwing a fastball, and he has one of the tightest sliders in all of baseball, 3,000 
uh, RPMs, which just means this guy's rotations are um, off the chart, tough to read, and he did very well. Once again, we are talking to former Brewer pre- and post-game analyst for Valley Sports Wisconsin, and make sure to check out Brewers Unfiltered on your Odyssey app as well. Tim Dillard, you can follow him on Twitter, at Dim Tillard as well, one of the best Twitter accounts out there. On the Schneider Orange Hotline, Tim, now when it comes to the offense, I think a lot of Brewers fans were kind of surprised that they didn't add a bat. Granted, they tried, but unfortunately they didn't bring anybody in, especially yep. at center field. And lately, Tim, we've been getting a lot of fans calling in on our, our post-game show on the flagship station here in Milwaukee about bringing up a guy like Sal Freelich or Joey Weimer, one of these outfield prospects that they have down there. They could also bring up Estre Ruiz. Do you think that it, it might be a little necessary to bring up uh, one of these prospects to kind of give a little a little bolt of juice for the offense? Um, I think it's a real possibility, and I think you'll definitely see that, at least in September. It's not as generous as it once was when you could just bring up anybody you wanted in September. Um, the roster only expands, I think, two people from 26 to 28. But um, if you listen to our podcast that's being dropped, the episode number 20 is coming out. We're talking to Tom Flanagan. He, Flanagan's the, the uh, president of all minor league baseball. He was my farm director I've known him forever, and he talks about this exact very thing about these guys, why they're good, what we can see from them, their journey. Um, and it was very enlightening because, you know what, in, in a time where guys are moving up the ladder and they have to prove themselves, there's a crop of guys right now in AAA that are doing it, and they're not showing any signs of scuffling. They are ready. Uh, I think it's just a matter of time at this point. You know, I hate going here, but I'm, I know it's like 162 games, right? And I know we got more games to play yet against the Cardinals. When do baseball players, because y'all live in different, because we, we only got 17 games, uh, Timmy. So we on the hook. When is the sense of urgency for baseball players? Yeah, when does that kick 17 in? Games, yeah. 17 games, yeah. we got to get every one, Tim. We can't be messing around. <laughs> Y'all got 162. It just feels like you jokers are so laid back, you know, one game at a time is 162, blah, blah, blah. We two games out of first, we in first. When does sense of urgency kicks in? Maybe Cut September. Me out, bro. Cut me out, yeah, bro. Probably se- September. If it happens at all, you, you know, guys start checking the – the wall scoreboard during the game, probably in September. But I'm going to be honest, I had, you know, 162 games, and I get that. That seems like a cliche, but you don't want yeah. a baseball player with a sense of urgency on opening day in the first week of the season. You don't want that. Um, you want them to be yeah. like 51st yeah. dates every game. Yeah. They wake up and they yeah. just forgot what happened the next day. You know, they just, they, yeah. every day's fresh, every day's yeah. new. You want them to be yeah. in that headspace. You don't want them bringing right. up the past because this game right here is super right. negative and it's super right. hard. And the last thing you right. want to do is be dragging more burden and baggage with you uh, moving forward. So, so when is it then? You say September? I would say September, guys, especially if you're in the hunt. You know, if you're at the bottom of the division and you're, you know, you've lost a hundred games, I think you're probably not going to look at the scoreboard as much. But <laughs> <when> you're in, <laughs> you probably try to avoid it. You know, be like that dude that slid in the third. Have your phone in your back pocket, playing Candy Crush yeah, or whatever. Dude. Yeah, that dude. Yeah. <laughs> but I think you, yeah, I think you should. I think you sit there and um, you look at the scoreboard and you're like, all right, they're losing. Like we got a shot right here. Like it just, it, yeah. it's a in time motivator um, that you're not going to get in mid June. 
Like you're just not right. going to look at the scoreboard and go, oh, wow, they're, they're winning. It's like we don't even know who's going to – this thing may look completely different in a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, I mean, that's probably what is going to happen. So uh, that's, that's the thing. I know it's a cliche, but 162 games is a long time. And I promise it you is. want players uh, to forget each day <laughs> after it's over and come in fresh and new. Tim, right. thank you so much for the time, as always. Lot, we will definitely hear from you amazing. next week. And I it'll feel be better now, Tim. I feel better. <laughs> yeah, thank, yeah, good. Yeah. yeah Step back. Yeah, Y'all I'm are home. good. Take a breath. It's all good <laughs> here. Yeah, two games back. Yeah. 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 It'll be yeah, interesting to see where the Brewers are a week from now. But uh, Nothing Tim, to see here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, Tim, appreciate the time. We'll hear from you next week. All right? All right. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.